me now. The man is everywhere. He's between the benches. You see him on AT&T Sportsnet, Sportsnet in Canada. He's a podcaster. Let's welcome and talk hockey with ex-Penguin Colby Armstrong. Army, uh, Ovechkin did your hit on Wednesday, that backdoor check. <laughs> he, he murdered Rudd. The first person I thought of was you. Yeah, actually, Staggy texted me the same thing, too. And then after he texted me that he did the same hit that I would do, he said that was a cheap hit. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Staggy. Uh, yeah, I mean, when Ovi wants to crank it up, boy, can he throw his body around. I think he's one of the few remaining guys in the league that's like probably weighs more than 225. He's probably 235. So uh, a big guy that can get moving when he decides to get physical, he can uh, really lay the hammer down with some body checks. But he just kind of read that play on the forecheck, right? Like he can be a real weapon on the forecheck and read the play and released his guy that he was kind of, uh, I guess, zoning in on and just released to Ruta right there who came around the net. You're, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You're right because the, the net and the goalie really do a, a good job actually of like shielding uh, Ovi who's coming in at that spot. And it's almost like a sneaky surprise attack. So he took a tremendous hit right there from Ovi. Now, the Penguins played a smart game at D.C., didn't they? I, I thought they managed the lead instead of taking risk by trying to extend it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I 100% agree. I think it was also identity and personnel also. I think once they pushed themselves into that game and took it over in the second period, and you know, once again, it's Sid uh, emotionally and physically with those, you know, they showed a lot of it when I was watching on TNT with Sid cross-checking Paravari, but it's it's those kind of things that kind of, get the blood pumping a bit, I think. And I think they need a little of that. The third line, I think, was big and having the right personnel there to play, you know, have an identity and play a certain way. But I think when you go down to 4D also, you're kind of forced into a, you know, a buttoned-up situation a little bit more. And, and they responded. And they played the right way, and they played the way it took to, to win a game. And, um, you know, are they out of the woods? I guess we'll, we'll see. It doesn't get any easier now facing a Toronto team. They're different than, than Washington, but... At the same time, man, did they need that win mark or what? They needed that big time. The fans needed that. The coaching staff needed that. They just needed to get something going in a positive direction for them here. But you're right, a credit, a credit, massive credit uh, to their mindset, the way they constructed some of these lines in the lineup and then battling through with only 4D. Yeah, when they were down to 4D and even 3 at one point, you got Jeff Carter taking a yeah. shot 2-1D, and Latang just stays out there. I saw him at one point just wave somebody back to the bench. 29 minutes, and he played great. Yeah, and he did, yeah. And, and, and you know what? He, he needed something good to happen, too, with his, his, with his play. He was physical when he had to be. He was involved when he had to be. And then when he had to be smart and just kind of lay in the weeds and eat up minutes, he could do that as well. You're right. Um, big time needed a game like that from him, especially. I don't know what the heck happened to Petrie on that. Like, that that looked crazy. And then, like, two yeah. minutes later, he was back with his knee. I don't know the way he grabbed it and everything. I don't know if he hyperextended it or or what happened on that on that hit that he threw. It was just kind of a weird play. But thank God he came back and, and kind of rescued those guys because I'll, i got to say, Jeff Carter didn't look bad. Jeff Carter looked pretty good back there. And maybe a new way of thinking, right? Let's put, uh, let's put four forwards on the ice and uh, see what happens offensively because he kept pucks in the offensive zone. He was buzzing. Well, back in Alexei Kovalev's prime, we used to stick him on defense uh, to try to give us a boost, and he was pretty good at it. Uh, but yeah, I want Sid to play D because Sid always thinks <laughs> he can play goal. He thinks he can do everything. I'm like, okay, big mouth, get on D, but he was nowhere to be found. 
Yeah, I would actually. I would like to see it too. I think a player with his his mind and his vision and ability, going back for pucks, putting guys on his hip and peeling out of there and being able to see the ice like you can from the back end is uh, is pretty would be pretty good to see. I'd see like what he could do in that situation. So um, you play defense sometimes yourself. I've seen you play D in in fantasy camp, beer league. I mean, you're 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 like Doug Harvey back there. I mean, I'm legendary on the back end, and it like I I I don't even think for a second, and people might laugh, but I I kind of feel like I might have been like a multiple Norris Trophy winner had I played defense. It's it feels that easy, and it's that natural for me. So, yeah, you're right, Mark. You're right. The scouting reports out on me in the beer leagues for sure. <laughs> were, were the Capitals dirty, or are the Penguins just just too clean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they have an edge to them for sure, and I think these games, which I think was good for the Penguins too, right? Like I think it was good for them to get in a little bit of a chippy game like that, and um, you know they have some guys Hathaway, Ovi for sure can play that way, and they have you know guys in their lineup that you know have that ability to kind of get it under your skin or even be a little chippy or dirty a little bit. So uh, is it a is it a bad thing? I don't know. I think it's a good thing for the Pens to get in a, a rivalry game. Yep. Uh, obviously, you got the two big gun rivalry too with Sid and Ovi. That's always on the table, and I know as a player that that kind of brings a little bit more out of you when when any any time that's on the table. Uh, and then and then you know to be pushed and drawn into a fight and battle like they were, I think is a good thing. And and win the game the way they did it too is 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 a good thing for them. I'm sure it makes them feel a lot better too moving forward. So. Um, we'll see if they can build on it tonight. Look, I like the I like the lineup right now. I got to say, I like the lineup. If they can continue to play rock solid, um, and and have this identity through their lineup, it looks like it gives themselves a pretty good shot at at kind of banging around with some good teams. We'll see with Toronto tonight. They've got some really good skill up front, and how they can neutralize that. We're talking to Colby Armstrong here on the X Army. Uh, I liked when Sid followed that guy down the rink and kept playing in the cross checks. I, I respect it. that. I just wish somebody else would do it. I, I want someone to stir the pot, but it seems like it always falls to him. It does. Let's look, let's look through the year. They run Jari. Sid goes in and pokes the other goalie. I think it was against Boston. You know, you can go through it all the way through. Uh, Sid has to get all fiery and crazy against Seattle, comes out and lights, lights it on fire. They score a goal the next shift with the Nears. You know, he's cross-checking Faravari, and I know it's his own kind of battles at times, but whenever there needs to be something in a game, too, team-wise, when it's in a lull, he's the guy that always has to be emotionally the tone setter, which I get it. He has the ability to do that, but you're right. I want to see some other guys step up. I know we've talked a little bit about McGinn and what he could be. Now, he's been on the fourth line, now elevated to a third-line situation where I think the role fits him good playing on that line with Heinen and Carter. Uh, some of those guys need to get a little bit more in the mix. and that, I think that's where the knock has been in the bottom six. It's like, hey, listen, if the production is there, great. If, 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 if that's all we're looking at, which we're not with you, that would be one thing. We need to see the way you can affect games differently and bring some of that when the time is. Now, can you understand and recognize the situation is another thing, which I think with some of the younger guys in these roles, it might be a little bit tougher to, you know, you're learning on the fly to be that guy. But at the same time, it's something they have to realize, recognize, and insert themselves in different ways to affect the game. Uh, Brian Russ got his first hockey fight ever. Do you think, as I do, that might have been his first fight ever, like including grade school like recess, <laughs> like going way back? I give him credit. At least he dropped both his gloves. The guy who's right. uh, 
Van Riemsdyk got one off. Uh, I think he picked a perfect guy to fight probably in that situation. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. You're, you're actually right. Now that I think of it, play it back in my mind right now that maybe his first fight ever in his life. Yeah, it looked what, like what, what, When was your first hockey fight? My first hockey fight, I was probably 14 years old at a midget AAA uh, camp. Uh, and, uh, we took our helmets off, which we were wearing the full cages at the time. And I just remember taking my helmet off and standing there. And this kid kind of did a little roundabout right at me full speed. I just closed my eyes. Both of us threw punches. We broke both each other's noses. The fight was over. <laughs> he went to the dressing room to get cleaned up. I went and sat on the bench with toilet paper shoved up my nose. And so that's how I feel. I won the fight because I didn't go to the dressing room. I didn't go. I'll, I'll give you the decision. That sounds pretty manly Thanks, buddy. Uh, to me. Uh, now, <laughs> th- were you surprised that Smith got the start at D.C.? And he's getting it again tonight. Uh, I'm not saying there's a goalie controversy because I just know he's not as good as Jari, but it looks like he might get a run of games. Yeah. One more thing on that fight, too. I was working at a uh, <laughs> at a, at a plant, like, what, what do you call that? Like a nursery or like a plant store? I don't know what you call it, whatever you call uh, a it. A florist. And I yeah, I was working at one of those. It was like a big outdoor place, like just doing grunt work. And I remember because the, the girl that I went to high school with, her family owned this thing, and they gave a bunch of us summer jobs. And I showed up with double black eyes from the broken nose. So that was pretty, That you know what, that was that was bad to the bone. But uh, back to the Smith. Yeah, I was surprised the other day, right? Like you're desperate and you go to your, you know, quote unquote, backup, backup goaltender. I think the Smith has played well uh, when he's gotten his starts. But I, I thought it was a risk. And, and, and look, that was something that they looked at where I guess they're, everything's on the table, right? Like they switch up the lines. They flop the D pairings all over the place. They've got some guys scratch out of the lineup. And now that we look at it, the, even the goalie position is up for grabs. So the gauntlet's been laid out for this team. Like, listen, we need wins. You perform or there's going to be changes. I thought they've had a long leash up until now. And this goes with the goaltending position as well. Until Sullivan had enough, he was. I think he was nice. He was patient. I think he said, you know, he pushed buttons at, after some games, and in some games he was a little bit more nice and relaxed. But you know, I guess the gloves are off now, and it's like, hey, you want to play? You better, you better show up and get results for us. Toronto has seven wins, seven losses. I like their forwards. I think their D's a little better than it was. I'm not crazy about their goaltending, but they can't yeah. seem to put it together, can they? Uh, and the pressure there is just unbearable. I mean. They got a good team, hockey capital, 1967. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of demons on their shoulders that they're living through. Uh, the payroll of the forwards, the expectation. Um, I think, in a way, it, you know, they it, it's done to themselves a little bit, but also just the media attention up there is just crazy. Now they did go through a rough start, and, and it wasn't going smooth for them. And trust me, they're the talk of the hockey world. So. The Pens got off a little bit easier after going, you know, on a seven-game streak and it kind of just being, you know, left to, you know, local discussions in a way where, you know, playing in Leafland is a lot different when it comes to pressure. You're right. So, um, look, it's just the way their team's built. There's lots of questions and conversations around, is it the right idea to just go with skill over, I, I mean, it's, I think it's fair to say sometimes will, where they, I don't think they have enough guys in the lineup that, you know, provide that. They looked for it over the years. They haven't been able to get out of the first round since 2000 and early 2000s, at least. 
Um, and, and it's starting to, you know, come to a head where the, you know, fans need to see results with this uber talented upfront top heavy payroll. Now you mentioned it though. They don't have a goalie. I don't know what they're, what, what they do with their ideas on how to build a team, but it, it's obvious that they don't value in trying to, to find or put enough money into, uh, you know, a goaltender. And, and that's just the way they've decided to do it. Now, finally, Army, we, we see a few teams that didn't make the playoffs last year kind of wedging their way into the frame, however, temporarily. The Islanders with Sorokin in goal, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, they suck. They'll collapse. But New Jersey <laughs> is scaring me. They keep winning, and yeah. I, I, I've seen two of their games recently on TV. They skate, and they're entertaining. I'm not used to those uniforms doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially in New Jersey, the trap for so long, and it seems like they've been on a rebuild, um, you know, floundering for so many years now. Um, they've got good, youthful talent. They're fast as hell. I mean, you watch their games; they may be one of the fastest teams in the league. I think they've got a lot of confidence going right now with their group, which is, um, you know, could be a you know big difference maker with a young, youthful team like they have. Confidence is huge. Um, and then they're having guys having good starts too, which is which is giving them like a you know a, a good thing coming out of the gates for them. So question marks in net, they, they you know if they hit a hit a rough patch, can can a youthful team like New Jersey kind of dig themselves out of that? You know, time will tell here. Long season, but for sure out of the gates, um, you know, you mentioned some other teams, but I think New Jersey is one of the more surprising teams, considering even though they do have good skill, but just the way they've kind of took the start of this of the season by storm and have you're right if you're going to tune in you're going to get an exciting brand of hockey out of this team also yeah like i said it's weird i'm used to trap dump and reset army great stuff we'll talk exactly. to you next week all right buddy yep thanks mark enjoy the weekend games there he goes the master of the backdoor hit just like Ovi did it army did it first army did it better and army effed people up hope his kid cruisers listening he'd like to hear that about that uh Army's brought to us by Caliente Pizza and Draft House, by Duncan, and by Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control. I am live at the Rivers Casino Sportsbook, the best sportsbook in all the land. Uh, because we've got the Hockey Night Show tonight, we're going to miss Mr. Friday afternoon on at 4.30, and he stinks. He went 1-4 and four last week. He's now 21-20 and 20 on the season. He's 2-13 and 13 over the last three weeks. He stinks. And he joins me to give you gambling advice at about 4.30 right here on the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He don't do nothing but win. He just knows how to win. Super G, loud and proud. He is horrible. He is terrible. The X at 105.9. All right, we got Mr. Friday afternoon in just a few minutes getting our picks for this coming week. So you can bet money and lose because he sucks. Uh, we'll talk a lot about how bad he sucks when he joins me 4.30 this week, not 5.30 because we have the Hockey Night Show at 5.30. Uh, I'm really interested in that Green Bay at Dallas game. Green Bay is 3-6, and six, fading fast. Dallas is a pretty good team. Green Bay has lost five straight. Aaron Rodgers is in the tank. He's played terribly. He never stops pointing fingers as to make sure no one thinks it's his fault. I bet Matt LaFleur, the coach, I bet LaFleur would love to bench Rodgers and play Jordan Love from up above 
just to see what he has in love and just to shove it up Rodgers' rectum. Uh, his place nearly killed him. Uh, it won't end good for Aaron Rodgers, and he will be remembered as one of the most overrated football players ever, a four-time MVP, but a guy who couldn't win big games and who only won his one Super Bowl because, as we know, Richard Mendenhall fumbled. 412-333-WXDX. We've been talking Steelers. TJ Watts back. He'll play Sunday till he gets hurt. I want to see Deontay Johnson catch his first touchdown of the season. I want to see a Steeler running back score a touchdown. They've only done that one time this year on a run. Najee's caught a couple touchdown passes in addition to his one rushing touchdown, the Steelers' only rushing touchdown. I want to see a touchdown play of over eight yards because the Steelers haven't had one yet. They're the only team in the NFL, in fact, with a touchdown without a touchdown uh, on a play that originated outside the red zone. A nine-yard touchdown, Steelers. That's all I'm asking. Steelers might win this. They might not. Watt coming back helps. I almost kind of hope they lose with him in the lineup so you all understand it's not just his absence that makes them suck, that the team is broken, the organization is broken, and the quarterback's not getting any better. I uh, can't emphasize that strongly enough. The quarterback hasn't improved at all. He hasn't played a good game yet. Everyone says he's going to break loose this week, and when they do, they'll when he does have a good game, they'll say, see, I told you, but uh, it's about more than just having the one good game, even though, to repeat, he has not yet done that. And if you think I'm wrong because you got all these Kenny Pickett supporters out there, all the Pitt fans, you've got to have something to root for. Although i got to tell you, Kenny Pickett's worse this year than Pitt is. Who would have thought? You never saw that coming except you should have. But uh, tell me what Kenny Pickett's doing good. Give me a list of what Kenny Pickett's doing well. Penguins play at Toronto tonight. Here, all the action here on the X. Uh, it looks like all the defensemen are going to be available to play. It also looks like Casey DeSmith is in goal for a second straight start. I don't think there's a goalie controversy. Uh, DeSmith was always going to play either tonight at Toronto or tomorrow at Montreal because, uh, you know, two games in two nights. But uh, I was surprised DeSmith played Wednesday, and now for him to get a second straight start, I, I can't say I saw it coming. I can't say I agree with it, and I won't if it doesn't work. But uh, he did play well at D.C. on Wednesday, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to talk a lot about uh, hockey the rest of the show, about New Jersey, how good they're playing. You heard me and Army talking about that. How about one of their goalies' name is Mackenzie Blackwood? That sounds like the runner-up for the Miss America pageant. Uh, Connor McDavid scored a great goal last night, but they lost to Carolina 7-2. And therein is the conundrum with Connor McDavid being one of hockey's best players, well, ever, you got to say, and certainly the best player right now, but they can't win. Uh, anyway, up next, the football picks with Mr. Friday Afternoon. I, I don't know what to say. We're looking into his contract to see if we can terminate him for poor performance, but uh, if we can't do it right now at 2-13 and 13 over the past three weeks, I mean, how much worse can he do? Actually, I bet he can. 105.9. And then some. The X at 105.9. My guest right now is a loser and has disappointed the listeners 
of this show by going 2-13 with his picks over the last three weeks. Joining me now, and really under fire for his job, whether he knows it or not, he is Mr. Friday Afternoon. Mr. Friday Afternoon, let me start off by saying you stink. Well, what you've done is, is uh, you've manipulated the system to try to make me look bad. Last week, you made me pick the Buffalo game. I had no research on it. And you actually made that pick the Super Collider. That, and that wasn't fair. You know, so, so we should actually strike that, that result from the record. And the 0-2 I get out of that result should be stricken from the record. I think is that the fans will agree that that was unfair and it was corruption. Uh, the result will not be stricken for the record. The Super Collider is the Super Collider. And uh, you went 1-4, and four, you're 2-13. and 13, And it goes back to a phrase I hold near and dear to my heart, which is, what have you done for me lately? And what you have done for me lately, for all of us, indeed, is stink. And uh, I spoke with HR, and we were trying to have a performance clause uh, put in your contract that would terminate your employment if you continue to stink. Well, I already talked to HR. They said it's no problem. No, they've been betting heavily on your picks. There's a problem. Well, wait, you well, lost why the are they daily double. You lost the super collider. The bigger the pick, the more you screw up. Yeah, but my lock has been great. The lock has been great. And that's, that's only worth one point, you know, you're now 21 and 20 on the season. And if I were you, okay. I would have long ago figured out that when the other two picks are worth more than the lock, that the lock isn't really the lock. The the daily double is the best pick every week. And then whatever I pick to be the super collider, that's just how it goes. You better be good. I mean, you got to be good with all your picks. What have you done for me lately? I feel not much, but it's not fair because, like, I don't know what you're going, what pick you're going to make the Super Collider. That's part of the fun of the segment. Okay, but you've made up these rules as we've gone along, and this is corruption. That's part of the fun of the segment. People love the Super Collider. I see Super Collider t-shirts, Super Collider coffee mugs, Super Collider pennants. Super Collider. I mean, all kinds of stuff involving the Super Collider. Well, it's not fair. This was never about fair. Make your picks. Let's go with the. Uh, let's go with the, uh, the the random pick. The pick I may yet make the Super Collider. Um. Well, this would be the the, the lock then, right? Because I have to pick the Steeler game, and I have to pick the daily double. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot there, there was no Steeler game uh, yeah, last you, week. You, 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 you can pick. For, for you, you tell me first, hey, this is how we usually do it. I don't know why you try to, like, what you're doing is here is you try to take me out of my comfort zone, and, like, you're, you're changing things. You're, you know, like, usually you tell me, okay, let's either start with the Steeler game, yo, yo, let's yo, start with the lock, let's start with the daily double. You're 13 right? over the past three weeks. There is no comfort zone. Yeah, but you usually say, okay, let's start with the, and then you'll say the Steeler pick, the lock, or the daily double. Look, never mind your comfort zone. All you need to worry about is this. What pick some, do you want to make first? Some people are very unhappy with, with the picks you've made. Yeah, but I already talked to HR. They said it's no problem. 
it, it ain't HR, and there's a problem. Okay, uh, pick the Steeler game first. All right, this is an interesting pick, okay, because obviously you can make a case for both sides, and I'm ultimately gonna just going to go with the um, the, the line on this. Right, for some reason, the, the New Orleans was the one and a half point favorite. They didn't look good against Baltimore at home at all. Um, you know, they, you know, Baltimore had the long to stay dry at eight o'clock and something. You know, you know, you can sit there and say that New Orleans, you know, should get killed this week. You know, T.J. Watt is back, right? Correct, and he is not on a pitch so, time. He will play as much as needed until he gets hurt again. I sure. guess. Right. So you would think that, you know, with, with him coming back, that maybe Pittsburgh, you know, gets a 3-16, and 16, would at, uh, be it at home coming off a bye week, would probably be a, maybe a slight favor or at least pick him. But the bookies are saying that the Saints are still a one-and-a-half-point favorite against him, even with T.J. Watt. That, that, that's weird because, obviously, T.J. Watt has a tremendous effect on that team and that defense, and it's I'm just going to go with the line this week. I'm taking the Orleans deal, even though T.J. Watt's coming back and everything you think about, like, oh, the Steelers are going to turn it around. They can make the playoffs. Now, you know, different things. Like, why are they a one-and-a-half-point favorite then? And the bookies usually, you know, the bookies do better than I do, right? And the bookies do better than they you They would do. have to. The reason, the reason the sportsbooks stay open is because, because they usually – Because I stink, and you stink too. And everybody stinks, I do not right? stink. No, no. And I would think – no, you do. No, you do. You do. She stink. No, I, um, could, I could beat you head up picking. No question about that. But ultimately, I think this is a thing where if you look at, like, Pennsylvania and, like, the type of, you know, the, the type of state it is and the fan base, you know, I, I don't like to – I don't want to talk politics, but, like, you know, the people of Pennsylvania voted in a dead person in this recent election. Who's the dead so person? So I think what they're doing – that there was an election where there was a guy that was on the ballot. He was dead. He like died like a month ago, well, and they still voted for him. Off you know, well, well, but that didn't happen. He got voted in. You people of the people of Pennsylvania are not smart. Well, okay, you're, so, you're dragging this out. You stink. You're not entertaining. Take New Orleans. No, this is part of the handicap. This is take, part of the handicap. Take New Orleans minus a point and a half. Uh, what is Correct. the lock of the week? Uh, I'm going to go. This team keeps killing me. I'm going to go back to the, the – there's, there's two spots this week that I'm betting, right? And one of the spots this week is, you know, this this Colts-Raiders spot, right? Now, the Raiders have killed me. Uh, last week I would have done well if the Raiders would have been able to maintain a 17-point lead. There's only two teams in this in the, in the, this league this year, right, that have had 17-point leads in four different games, all right? One of them is the Raiders and one of them is Philadelphia. Philadelphia's 8-0, and the Raiders are 2-6. Okay, so there's something to this Raiders team that Vegas likes because they keep getting play, and I think that's why, but they keep collapsing. But this week, I'm, let me just tell you, I know you don't like when I get long winded here, but this is a story that I think it makes, makes it's a good point. Remember when Peyton Manning left the Colts, right, and Jim Irsay is the owner, he didn't want to flat out say, okay, we need to tank so we can get a we can draft another quarterback. What he did was he pulled Terry Collins out of retirement and made him the starting quarterback. So what that was saying was it's like, okay, we're not gonna tank, but we're making Terry Collins our starting quarterback. We know he can't win. So they're doing the exact same thing with Jeff Saturday right now. Like they they take a guy out of an ESP 
keeping the studio and making the, making the coach. He's coaching the team one week. He's never coached before, and their quarterback is Sam Ellinger. He's coming home, okay, the veteran home. Your, fo- your phone's fading. I mean, sh- I mean, did I really need to wire you money so you could get a better phone last week? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but I use it. On, I, I use it to bet the games, so I'm going to need some more money. Um, I, I didn't send you any and won't. So, so anyway, take Indy. Uh, take excuse me, the Raiders against Indy, given four and a half, correct? Four and a half. Yeah, but then that's the other scary thing. It was six, and now it's down to four and a half. Which means there's big bets on Indianapolis. I just don't get it. I, I have to bet the Raiders again. Like I'll, I'll I'll lose all my money this year. You know, betting the Martingale system on the Raiders every week. But they're eventually going to cash horse. So the we're Martindale going to take the Raiders system, of course, point. is when you double your bet every week after you lose. The blackjack. And that's why you've always lost. Um, I'm, I'm a great play. Shut up. I'm a great blackjack player. Okay, what is the daily double? You're, you're a card counter that never wins. That's a, that's a weird I'm not thing. a card counter. Oh. That's just not true. I play for recreation. No, I already told, told the casinos and told them you're a card counter. Just, just make the next pick, okay? Just make the daily double. I'm just going to go back to my tried and true, true trends, okay? Take, take, take the back quarterback at home. And we're we'll team is probably the, still the best team in football, the Buffalo Bills. Allen's not going to play because Vegas is not stupid. They made this game three and a half. If Allen was playing, this game would be probably like seven and a half or eight points. Three and a half, which is telling you he's not going to play. Case Keenum is a serviceable backup. Minnesota is a fraudulent, you know, they're seven and one, but they're, they're you know, they're an average team. They no, they're win, every Kirk, Kirk three, Cousins is going to win the MVP, you idiot. He hasn't even had a 300-yard passing game yet, okay? So that's what we'll, we'll see this week. Case Keenum uh, played on Minnesota. He's going against his old team. He's got tremendous weapons. He's got an excellent defense. It's one of my trends. Bet it. You'll win. Backup quarterback at home. Buffalo Bills, minus three and a half points. The logic behind it is the, the crowd is more energized because they're in a more vulnerable position because the starter's not playing. The team plays harder. And Keenum is a serviceable backup. He's not bad. At all. He's one of the better backups in the, in the league. And putting him behind center, one of the best teams in football, against a team that's going on the road for consecutive weeks, very difficult to win on the road consecutive weeks in the NFL or cover consecutive weeks in the NFL. So we're going to bet Buffalo minus three and a half years Minnesota. Okay, so that is the daily double. That, that, uh, no, what are you going to make the uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm debating on whether to make history and make the daily double also the super collider. So what I'm are you going to do? You're doing, so how long? Okay, well, you're debating, but we have a time constraint here. So how long do you need more? Oh, okay, how much listen, who's telling me that I have a time constraint? I'm the host of the show. People tune in well, to the listen to me, not you. You're long-winded. You know how you can tell the people have turned on you? The people have turned on you because your fans don't want to talk to you. When's the last time you talked they to your do. fans? I, I, I can't talk to my fans because it's about the behest of you guys putting my fans on – Online with you, I'm sure there's a lot of people on hold waiting to talk to me. There are no calls right now waiting to talk to you. None. That's a lie. No, so, it's well, not. Try to put, you know, no, no, there's that's a lie. There's a ton of people waiting to call. So put one on. Okay, now you did. Now I'm okay because you besmirched Kirk Cousins, the league's MVP. I am for the first time ever making the daily double. The super collider. Oh, so you're gonna take? Oh, we're the 
This is a four-point play. Yes. Wow. Four, so it's good, Kelly. All right. So let's. Uh, so I'm sure the fans will be rooting for uh, for for my pick this week, and I'm rooting against you. I I think quite the opposite. I think they hate you. I think they want me to figure out a way to kick you off the air. Don't forget that you're on early this week because of the hockey night show. It gives a whole new listenership uh, a chance to hate your guts for screwing them with bad picks. Yeah, and I thought my contract was ironclad, and that was I was supposed to perform at five thirty every week. Why am I at four thirty? This this is a, this is also corruption. No, it's just rescheduling. It happens in radio all the time. That's corrupt. That's Mr. Friday Afternoon. I'm Mark Madden. Call and talk about anything but him. 412-333-WXDX. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. The cream comes to the top. I feel like I'm just bubbling over. You wear pants while you're on the air? Because I wouldn't. Who told you? The X at 105.9. He's 2-13 over the last three weeks. He babbles. He's not entertaining radio. He's been on the show since year one, since dating back to 96, 97, whenever I debuted at 1250. What could I be thinking to make him the only thing that's been on the show every year since year one? Uh, I mentioned I'm at the Crafty Jack Open Bridgeville tonight. I'm really enjoying my appearances lately. I'm, I'm very popular and, and beloved. Uh, I'm at the Caliente Nasball for the Penguin game tomorrow night. Then Sunday, I'm back in my spiritual home with the North Hill School District at Fool's Bar and Grill on Rochester Road in Ross Township. DJ Watts officially back. So if you wear a number 90 jersey, you get a Steelers hat. And might I add, that Steelers game Sunday at 1 p.m., that's as God intended. That's when the Steelers are supposed to play Sundays at 1 p.m. That's how it should be. We haven't taken one call yet today, which I'm fine by, but if you want to talk to the super genius, dial 412-333-WXDX. We're going to have a lot of hockey talk uh, next hour. Uh, We can do it right now. In fact, Connor McDavid, you've probably seen the video. He scored this great goal last night. Uh, not not his typical counterattack goal. He got the puck in the offensive zone and did tremendous acceleration through traffic to the net. But Edmonton lost at Carolina 7-2. 7-2. Edmonton has eight wins and seven losses. I don't know if McDavid can win there. And I'm not sure why. They've never had the goaltending, but it's just a perennially flawed team. Whatever it is the Edmonton Oilers with McDavid never had, they still haven't got. New Jersey won again last night, 4-3 in overtime. They're 11-3, and and they're for real. The Devils are fast. They got those three kids, Brat, Hisher, and uh, Hughes. They got some decent veterans getting a second win, like Dougie Hamilton, Eric Kala, and uh, Tatar. I'm not sure about the goaltending. Vanacek, the old capital, and uh, Blackwood. Mackenzie Blackwood's one of their goalies. He sounds like an MTV VJ from the 80s. And it should be noted, I'm not really sure about just about anybody's goaltending, let alone the Penguins. Oh, and the Devils got John Marino. Norris candidate. 
from the Penguins. Uh, the Devils are going to get a playoff spot. I have faith in that, and that's bad news for the Penguins. That takes up a uh, a playoff berth. I, I thought the same teams would make the playoffs in the East that did last year, but the Devils going to be a different team. The Islanders in Philadelphia lost last night. That's good. Uh, Boston won again. Uh, the Bruins are 12-2. and two. I saw the Bruins as a playoff team, but not 12-2. and two. I didn't see Vegas at 13-2. and two. And by the way, I'm not sure about uh, Boston's goaltending, nor am I sure about Vegas' goaltending. Aren't many goalies uh, in the current incarnation of the NHL I, I really like? Oh, this just got announced. Uh, they were going to try to have a World Cup of Hockey in 2024. Uh, they feel like the international situation makes it possible, impossible. And by that they mean the Russians waging war with the Ukraine. Too much politics would seep in if they tried to announce that and organize it now. So they're shooting for 2025. But it seems like that's not likely either. And i got no problem with uh, not having international hockey. I-, I liked it back when the Russians were the evil empire in in real life and, and not just hockey. You know, when the U.S. college kids beat the Russians, when Lemieux beat the Russians, that was different now. All the great players in the world play in the NHL. The Iron Curtain doesn't keep them over there, so I, I just, you know, I don't I don't like international hockey like I did. Sid won his gold. He got the golden gold. He's won a bunch of golds, in fact, so, you know, Mario got his gold now. It just doesn't matter. 412-333-WXDX. In just a moment, I'm going to indict Pittsburgh as a rock and roll town. You don't want to miss that. I'm Mark Madden live at the Rivers Casino Sportsbook on the north side. What side? North side. 105.